0: Josh brings a weather app while under the weather. Door becomes a humanist. Ivor gets a Cluedo. And the chat room is a laugh a minute on this episode of Android App Addicts.
1: Hey, hey, and welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 559. My name is Door2DoorGeek. This show is brought to you by a longtime Patreon, Carrie T. Thank you very much for all your support throughout these years. Carrie, you started back in June 2016, you've been supporting us ever since then. Thank you very much for all the support. As always, if you would like to be a part of the community supporting this show, this ad-free show, you can go to patreon.com slash Android App Addicts. And I want to just give another quick shout out and say, if you would like to enjoy this show completely ad-free, just like our most recent Patreon, Daniel D. Again, patreon.com slash Android App Addicts. Thank you very much, Kerry. Thank you very much, Daniel. And we are joined again this week by Ivor and by... Josh, how is everything going, Josh?
0: Everything uh, is going well, Door, um, Just living life north of the border. Haven't tried to burn anything down lately. Realizing that I may never be completely healthy again with a child in daycare. So other than that, I'm doing great.
1: Yeah, daycare. Uh, the best thing about daycare is... Your child should then literally grow up with a better immune system if the old adage is true that, you know, um, uh, if you have exposure to stuff, it makes you healthier. You, on the other hand, you're too old. You're just going to be sick for, like, the next, like, eight years. So, sorry, but you have to get used to it. Uh, We're also joined this week by Ivor. How is everything going, Ivor?
2: You're right, door. I am really good. In fact, I'm being as giddy as a little girl. Because I have not one but two new cell phones that sneaked in the mail and my wife hasn't isn't hasn't even realized that it's got two phones yet. So <laughs> so I bought these two phones, one's a Sony Xperia X2 and one's an Asus uh, Zenfone Max. And they're both uh been very cheap and um been trying them out, seeing which one's the right one for me. Uh the Xperia 2 X 2 is a bit of a, a blast from the past. It goes right back about three years, two years. Um, so I'm trying them out and I've been very impressed lately.
1: That's yeah, the got. Asus Max, isn't that well wasn't that like one of the first phones with I want to say like a forty two or forty eight hundred uh battery? Yes.
2: Yeah, it's got the uh forty two hundred battery. I think I've got the uh the M one. There was another one that was an M two version which had the um which had the larger battery, you're correct.
1: So does it like easily last a, a whole day?
2: Yes, yes it does. Um yeah, that's the, as opposed to the Sony, the Xperia, which easily lasts about 10 minutes. <laughs> so.
1: Well, that's really sad, I'll say, because Sony as a brand is the brand I used to not like. But at the same token, I always wanted them to compete just yeah. to keep other people honest. And it seems like I don't know what they're thinking or doing. I, this is what I'll say. And I, and I tried to convince a, a video game Discord group. That Sony, as a company, doesn't care about the PlayStation platform. It really, They really don't. And it shows, if you look at it as a third-party bystander, if you're in the gaming it, it, thing, you think they're this juggernaut where they're not. With phones, if, I'm sure if you live over there and you've had Sony for years, you think they're just fine phones. You deal with their things. But in reality, Sony makes almost no money off of any of their other industries except for life insurance that's our number one money-making industry it makes more than 80 percent of all the other companies inside of sony so life insurance when the president sits down yeah 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 life insurance and uh health insurance kind of thing so when the president of the company sits down and thinks what am i going to worry about today it sure in the hell ain't games and it sure in the hell ain't phones
2: i'll tell you what though they designed a beautiful phone with this i mean it's got a fantastic screen it's curved at the back it fits well on the hand um, you know, it's it's responsive. Uh, I did spend most of yesterday afternoon uh provide downloading and installing updates, software updates. Um I've actually got back to the December twenty nineteen security update, which would surprise me, I thought it'd be I wouldn't get that modern. Um it's got a headphone jack, it's got a really, really nice camera. The camera is excellent. As you Does it have a
1: signing. fingerprint reader on the side?
2: Fingerprint reader on the back. Uh, didn't uh. get the one with the side model, but yeah, um, very, very quick and very responsive. But, man, it took me ages to install any apps. It took ages. Uh, when On the App Store, when I'm trying to install an app or update an app, it takes a long time. It takes two to three minutes just to download and install one app.
0: Does the, uh, does the charger cable even come out of it?
1: <laughs> yeah, occasionally. <laughs> so you don't think it's a bandwidth... Like network type thing doesn't matter if you're on Wi-Fi or on no, broadband. No.
2: I tried it on both. I tried it on, on mm. mobile. Tried it on, on Wi-Fi.
1: That's a shame because yeah. I do think Sony is one of the companies that is more aware of style and like what I would consider if I was drinking beer mouth feel. But since it's a phone, it's hand feel. How does the mm. phone feel in the hand? They do seem to be smarter at that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it, is, it does feel nice and um, weight. You know, you feel like you got a premium product there. But I also like the the uh, the Asus. It's um, it's a damn good phone as well. So I'm really torn between both of them.
1: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. My experience with Asus, I've had two Asus phones. Actually, sorry, I've had three Asus phones. Two of them I gave away. Um, they when I was using them, I felt like the operating system put on it expected me to be smarter, expected me to be more of a administrator versus mm-hmm. like the normal, um, you know, Samsung. Motorola type phones do you have like admin functions on that phone that you know of
2: um no not that I was aware of um I mean there's the developer functions you can you can enable but um it seems to have a lot of pre-installed software I mean, uh, one of the things it comes with is a automatic call recorder It will automatically record all your calls uh, straight out of the box you don't have to install a third-party app to do that which is um which I thought was great
1: is that an international phone or uh, specific yes, it's to your a, area?
2: International version. Yeah, it's been unlocked.
1: That's interesting. Cause I'll say here in the United States, uh, Google announced that they were going to start to roll out like slowly a call record function in the U S and the U S it is a very perplexing issue is what I'll say, because it's a region thing. Each state yeah. has their own law. Like here in the state of Maryland, it's a two party state. Which means both parties have to be aware and consent to a recording for a phone call to be re-recorded. Um, um, Which is why if you ever see footage from like a Baltimore City Inner Harbor crime happening, you'll always see video. You'll never hear audio because okay. the other party did not consent to it. Um, So when it comes to Android in the U.S. and call recorders, it's always a mixed thing because it isn't completely legal everywhere you go. So to have it installed by default on a phone would tell me you're probably going to get the best possible quality of a call recorder that you could get.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Um I think in my country uh, you do have to tell the other person that they're being recorded and ask them if that's okay. But um I do it anyway, I don't really tell them they're being recorded. I only use the recording function to check that I've got my details right. So if I've that I've remembered um you know the appointment time correctly or i've got the guy's name right or i've got a you know the address right and that sort of thing and after that i just delete it so
1: i'm not taking it down to court (laughs) and i and i do believe with the pixels what what's going to happen is one of two things one it's going to always say when you hit record over to the other party you are being recorded it's going to give that like notification to both parties Or if they're actually smart, they're actually going to look at your GPS signal, see what state you're in. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a one party state, literally just say it over your earpiece that it's being recorded and not the other side. I'll just say this, it is one of those areas where if they do it wrong, they are going to catch a lot of grief, um, from somebody is what I'll say. Yep. Yeah,
2: that's right. they will probably end up getting sued into the ground. Um, Yeah, but I think it sort of dovetails in quite nicely with their um, transcription service. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, because their their, uh, audio transcription service has just been released as well. Oh, and and the other thing Google did was release a whole bunch of, um, uh, you know, stop using your phone apps again. They've they've come out with about another three or four of them.
1: Yeah, the one that um, I had bookmarked, I think really is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, And I did have it as an app. Ready to roll. It's called Envelope. Um, We get to that later. Well, no, here I'll show it here on the on our YouTube stream. And this is what I'll say: It's almost like they feel guilty about it, and like you know, oh well, you know, we shouldn't have made the phone so useful and functional, and we shouldn't have this never-ending scroll of apps and feeds that weaker-minded people become addicted to. So (laughs) let's. Let's give this option to where you can take your phone and turn it into a useless clump of electronics for a, sh- a short time. So you can feel better about yourself yeah. kind of thing. Um, they call it a digital detox. Um, to me, it's a mental detox. You're literally, you might as well just get a lobotomy while you're at it. As far as I'm concerned, if you need <laughs> do this to your phone, you have much, much bigger problems. Make an appointment with a medical professional and tell them you need psychiatric help. Because if you need to do this to your phone, you have much bigger issues at hand besides just, you know, playing too much Candy Crush or something.
2: Oh, yeah. No it for
1: me. I mean, you know, I understand habitual issues left and right. I'm Irish. But, you know, <laughs> a phone, I mean, even I, I don't even think people in South Korea where they die because they don't get up. From nonstop playing video games, I don't think they have the issue where they use their phone too much.
0: Well, that I actually was bringing an app tonight um, that I haven't really used, but it's along the same lines as what we're discussing, and it's called Forest. Stay focused, and it's kind of the same thing. It's uh, but it's you plant seeds to grow trees, and then when you don't touch your phone, then the trees grow, and then if you can't handle it and want to use your phone then the trees start to wither so it adds a little bit of a uh little bit of a game component to what you're referring to
2: gamification's like good i like eric's comment in the chat my version of this app is where i lost my phone in the couch for eight hours <laughs> 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 that's a good one
1: <laughs> see when you said f- forest stay focused i foolishly was thinking forest gump for some reason um I stay focused exactly that's what that's the way i heard it when you said it
2: why well, don't um, you love me jenny <laughs>
1: very cool google play 2015 2016 best app of the year 2018 best social impact app nominee uh 2018 google play edition choice top productivity app 161 thousand plus downloads editor's choice This is the first i've heard of it
0: yeah it's looks like a pretty polished app 57 megs. I don't know what, where all that's going. 10 million plus installs.
1: Well, I'll just say it like this. If Steve Gibson was in charge of writing Android applications, Ivor, it doesn't matter. It would take literally half a second to download the app and install it. Um, Unfortunately, with today's processors, today's RAM, today's storage, developers have been given the liberty to be unbelievably incompetent with compiling their code for size. So, you know, once in a while, you look down at your app size, and it will say, you know, 100 megs or 300 megs.
2: It doesn't seem to be a problem nowadays. though. So? Um, people have big hard drives and lots of RAM. So it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue anymore.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, another, there were, were a couple, I don't want to say hardware type things that I wanted to bring just because um, these are the kind of things that I really do like. Um, But I don't think they're going to be on your normal Android podcast, is what I'm going to say. Uh, This is on Anand Tech, and it's Acer launching cheap USB-C monitor for laptops, is what they say. And it's a 15.6 Acer PMI. They say it's for laptops, but here's the gimmick. There's already two USB screens that are out there that you can literally plug up to a lot of android devices and it will become a second screen to an android device so even if you have a really tiny phone hypothetically you could have this lap you could have this screen like at work hypothetical get to work take your phone plug it up to it and then have a full more full-featured desktop like screen to uh, play with on your Android device, or you could literally have it as a portable second screen to your laptop. Um, It's $129 for a 15.6 inch USB-C enabled screen that goes up to uh, 1920 by 1080. Usually I feel like monitors are the biggest ripoffs in tech. The reason I think that is because they cost a lot. But they cost a lot because they last forever. If we had a light bulb that would literally last for 100 years, you bet your bottom dollar that would be like an $80 light bulb because they're going to get money out of you one way or the other. Monitors seem to last, so they're a little bit more expensive is what I'll say. Uh, but I think that's a really fair price. I've
0: been actually in the market for a new a new monitor. Uh, I've got a old 24-inch monitor that I'm using, but I'm thinking about upgrading to a 32-inch 4k monitor and yeah they're not cheap it's insane
2: i um we have a uh like an ebay like site here called uh, trade me and i bought a 19 uh, inch lcd monitor it's a couple of years old off a of bloke who's obviously just trying to get rid of it because he doesn't use it anymore and it cost him f- he sold it for five dollars so i went and uh, i bought it for five bucks i went to go and collect it and i told him exactly the time i would be I would be there between seven and seven thirty. At ten past seven, he sends me an email. I had just arrived outside his house at ten at, uh, like, uh, at ten past seven. Like five minutes before that, he'd sent me an email saying, "Oh, I'm just going out for a bit. Can you uh, can you meet me back at at the house at 7.45? And I said, <laughs> "Ooh, <laughs> screw you, buddy. <laughs> I'm off home." <laughs> Forget it. Well, but, you know, um, it was a. I think a 19-inch monitor would be a would be a good size. And there's plenty of plenty of cheap second-hand monitors you can get nowadays.
0: Um, as my mom always told me, never trust a kiwi.
2: <laughs> I thought she meant Aussie. I think that's what. <laughs> you meant.
1: Yeah, just a little different there. Um, here's another piece of hardware news that I will say I I really do like seeing this kind of news. Uh, it's the Paco X2. And it's a $225 smartphone with 120 hertz display, which is, let's just say this, it is a higher performing screen when it comes to refresh rate, aka gaming or videos like movies will look. It's one of those things you won't be able to say that's why it looks better. But if you look at that side by side with a normal quote unquote screen you'll say the video looks crisper cleaner better and it's literally only 225 dollars and it comes with at least uh six gigs of ram and 64 gigs of internal uh storage um the processor is not you know anything from like quote unquote this year kind of thing but it's a 6.67 inch phone uh that can do hdr video uh with a resolution of 2400 by 1080 pixels. Uh Qualcomm snack, Snapdragon 730G processor. where We're up to 8 8 whatever generation processors. This is the kind of phone I love to see make progress because my next phone, whatever it is, I can guarantee you this will be more than $120, will be less than $300 because I will not spend more money than that. Literally I said it on another show. Literally tomorrow I could fall into a billion dollars. I'm still not buying a thousand dollar phone. I'm still not even buying an eight hundred dollar phone. I'm still gonna buy a two to three hundred dollar phone because that's all they're really worth, to be honest. So I like seeing these kinds of phones getting bumps and specs and coming out. How much RAM um, is it going? Cool. Six six, six gig. gig. Yeah. Ivor Ivor but, will uh, never pay a
0: thousand dollars for a phone, but he will pay two hundred dollars for five phones. Or five phones at <laughs> <add> two hundred dollars each. <laughs> this, uh yeah, something like that. Yeah. This says li- liquid cooling room. as well. What is that all about?
1: Well, it is technically liquid cooling. They've had this on a couple of phones. I, I want to say there was two phones put out by Oppo and another company in the last years. Where realistically, all it is, it's. The heat pipe that comes off of the processor, which all phones and all, everything has heat pipes coming off of it. Instead of just being a solid piece of aluminum, it's actually filled with a liquid that they believe transfers heat quicker. So it it just goes from a place of more density to less density to release the heat via liquid.
0: So unlike most of the phones that we've had to replace in our household, it's actually supposed to have liquid in the inside.
1: It, it, yeah yes but it's supposed to be very containerized ah,
0: i was trying to liquid cool yeah. by dropping it in the toilet
1: that's one way to do it um, um so what about this
2: 120 megahertz uh, versus 90 hertz do you think this this is a fad or is it here to stay
1: oh uh, well it's with time it's just going to keep going up because it's just going to make video crisper cleaner gameplay better more seamless when you watch movies back in the day and when something fast went across the screen it literally looked like a blur because it was a blur having the higher refresh rate will enable faster moving things look better to be honest once you get up in high refresh rates is when sports looks really good um I don't watch sports so it's it, it isn't the kind of thing that I think every user will benefit from but it's the kind of thing I think it's just going to keep coming down in price so there is going to be one of those things that they just might as well incorporate
0: Uh, Here, I've got an article about the the Surface Duo, and so they've recently um, made an SDK available. Yeah, there have been
2: a couple of videos on YouTube I've seen lately where um, some some guys have uh, done some demos about the sort of apps and things you can run on it. Looks quite interesting.
0: Yeah, they're getting it out there. I mean, it looks like, I don't know, is Microsoft actually going to make a run at this thing?
2: I don't know. I'm still I, thinking it's going to be a flop. That there's a dirty, great, big line down the middle of your screen, and you know, the apps, the developers have got to have got to develop their apps around this dirty, great, big gap. You know, this bar that's that's there, and, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it happening.
0: Maybe they should just call it the Microsoft flop.
1: <laughs> well, if you watch the original present, presentation video, they literally tried to sell. The separator down the middle as part of the experience, as part of the sales pitches, as, as part of the reason why it was going to be successful. And whoever that guy was, whoever wrote that guy's stuff, I mean, he, he's the guy who should be running for office because he really believed everything he said is what I want to say. Uh, um, I don't know if it's put it, put it this way. It's never going to be as successful as somebody inside Microsoft wants it to be. I don't know if it's going to be a complete flop because there's going to be certain people out there who just buy it and are want to be, and will just want to be seen with it. The real question is, is Microsoft going to do the right thing quote unquote for their business and literally try to give these things away to every celebrity, to every Instagram influencer, to everybody on YouTube with more than a million subscribers to every television show, try to give it to Netflix shows, try to give it to Amazon shows, try to give it to everybody. So it just gets seen in the public eye because without sounding dumb, this is the kind of phone. It's so identifiable. You could literally see it from 30 feet away and know, Oh, there's somebody stupid with a Microsoft duo. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I like seeing Android being stretched to do different things. Um, Microsoft has enough money and enough developers to where they could actually, I think, make a decent ecosystem. But the real thing is, I don't think this is going to change Android at all. And to me, that's the real measuring stick. Is this going to be so successful that Android is going to have to change to better suit it? And our other companies going to say how successful Microsoft is. We need to emulate that as well. And I don't think that's gonna
0: happen. Well, maybe it will be so successful that Microsoft will take over Android development so they could ruin something else.
1: They would just buy it outright, that's what they do. Um, And I don't wanna say I told you so, because that would be really mean for me to say I told you so. I'll just say I was speaking about this kind of thing in the past, at least close to it. Uh, This one's over at Rutgers, uh, and the title of the article is Exclusive China's mobile giants to take on Google Play Store, uh, quote unquote, now it's official. Uh, um, show me Huawei, Oppo, Vivo, which are actually all under one company actually is the thing they're publicly now joining forces and they're basically going to try to start their own Google Play cooperative is the only way I can put it up called GDSA global developer services service alliance where they're basically trying to compete directly with the Google play store. Um, and you know, there is no absolute with this. It might be literally, they just want to become competitive enough so then they can influence Google on their decisions. It might be that they're actually trying to, uh, literally, come out with their own stuff to where they are more successful than Google Play. It it might be they're literally, this is step one to their own operating system that doesn't have anything to do with Google Play. I'll just say this, they're catching eyeballs, they're getting attention. Um, I think as far as their investors are concerned, I think they're doing the right thing.
2: Okay, here's a here's probably a stupid scenario. Um, that could probably never happen. But I'm, I'm wondering, do you think they could buy some an existing outfit like F-Droid?
1: I, I, I don't know if they need to. Um, I found their website earlier today, and I can't find it right now, where quite literally the landing page is, hello, developers, here's where you can click upload your APK file to our library to where you can become like a library to the rest of the world kind of thing. Um, All they need is like publicity, and all they need is other developers to you know, just like the Amazon app store, it still exists. Who the hell uses it? Not a lot of people. Um, All they need is just to have a successful ecosystem where people can go get apps. Um, I'm sure just like F droid and just like the Amazon app store, each developer will prioritize which one gets updates first. I don't know if they can be successful enough with this G D S a where that's where developers say, I have to make sure they get the update first. Um, I I literally think it's just, I don't want to say a bully tactic, but I think it's just them trying to show Google, look, we really don't need you as much as you think we do. So you're going to need to make it better for all developers. Like one of the things that they say they might be trying to bring to issue is how Google gets 30% of every sale. So when this thing launches, don't be shocked if they say we only get 15% of every sale, thus people selling things on their market will want to say, if you want to, you know, buy this app, maybe you want to go to this other market, not to Google Play. When
2: they're up direct access to 2 billion users in China and in Southeast Asia. And yeah, in India, Northeast
0: China, area. just those two countries combined could could make this work.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Huawei App Store is diabolical when compared to the Google Play Store. But on the other hand, there are very few Google services that I actually still use. I don't use Gmail, I don't use on, on my phone. I don't use Gmail, I don't use uh, YouTube, I don't use um, Chrome. You know, I, I've got alternative Google alternatives for every single thing that they offer. And so living without the Google Google e- uh, ecosystem is not that hard.
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't want to say it's a convenience thing, but right now I think most people are on Google because it's like the tyranny of the default. It's what came on the mm-hmm. phone, so I might as well just use yeah. it.
2: Well, I mean, the only thing I would miss is the Play Store. It's really the only thing I, I use at the moment and if
0: anybody is is looking for a few laughs then make your way over to the chat room because we've got a couple stand-up comedians in there <laughs> or sit down comedians yeah. maybe
1: yeah and the actual website of the GDSA is just gdsa.com G- global developer service alliance uh and like the latest update like the newest update is actually October 18th 2019 So, I guess they just finally said it was them or something, but they have instructions on how you can upload your application if you're a developer to be part of their ecosystem.
0: And Flying Rich in the chat says he wants to have your baby, store.
1: I technically don't have babies. My wife does, but...
0: I think he wants to have your baby. You're going to have to ask him.
1: That sounds like that bad um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and Danny DeVito. Twins, twins. <laughs> yeah. It's not a tumor. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I want to bring one more uh, Asian centric thing, is what I'll say. And at first, quick a quick tangent. Um, February sixth, today's the first day, or yesterday was the first day when coronavirus reporting numbers trended down. So it might be the beginning of the end and the worst might be over time will tell. Um, but also, um, it's been hinted at, talked about on certain sites. I'll say how, um, 5g is like the actual people doing all the work. They're already past 5g. The spec is already nailed down. The tech is already done. Let's start worrying about what's next. Even though the thing hasn't really been rolled out in a wide fashion. Um, over at giz, um, giz. China, which is one of the sites, to be honest, I go to for a lot of news, uh, because on top of the mobile market and, and the phone ecosystem, they're really on the ball. They might re, they might be a little bit overzealous with, with what they report, but here's one that says, uh, 6g speeds could increase up to one terabyte a second, 8,000 times the speed of 5g. And then they go into details about how Basically in China, we, they've already had conferences, they've already had ecosystems, they've already had systems set up discussing what needs to be the focus when they start to implement 6G. Um, now, the long and the short of it is the theoretical speeds we told we were told we could get with 3G, we never got. The theoretical speeds we were told we would get with 4G, we never got. The theoretical speeds we're told we're going to get with 5G, we will never get so whenever you hear these numbers it's kind of like when you buy a hard drive for your computer and the hard drive says it's one terabyte and then you stick the hard drive in your computer and it's never one terabyte it's math you know what i mean there's theoretical and then there's real um but don't be shocked if quite literally when 5g is everywhere in the u.s and the very next day or in your country and the very next day you hear about them thinking about rolling out 6g because these companies need to keep making money so they can't sit on their laurels and say, well, I guess 5G was good enough. So does
2: anybody yeah, remember about a year pushing. and a half ago, Donald Trump sitting down and saying, oh, I don't care about 5G. I want 6G. And everyone was going, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I think he's been vindicated today.
1: Today. <laughs> February 6th. He's vindicated. Got it. Mark that in your calendar, Josh. <laughs>
0: Well, I would imagine that the people that are going to be installing any 6G networks are going to be wearing um exoskeletons as well. So everybody wins on their predictions.
1: Exactly.
2: I sorry, bring it so on. Did you guys have, have any the we
1: get it, the better. So Did you guys have any more uh news type of stuff you wanted to bring?
0: No, I was actually hoping that Ivor would bring an app.
2: Uh well, uh just a word of warning I've I found at least 3 coronavirus apps in the play store uh they've just come up in the last week or so and one of them was extremely dodgy i put it in our reddit group um but just be just a word of warning to people to be careful about the kind of apps they're, they're downloading about this sort of stuff i mean i think door bought one last week which was fine it, it was you know it's got a direct link to the uh what's the was the hospital um it's getting Johns John Hopkins. Hopkins. Here, it's getting his data so make sure you check where the where the makers are, are getting their data from and and that sort of thing. The one I saw it was it was patently just a ripoff. It didn't. None of the information in the app told you anything useful. Um, it was just designed to serve you. Another one that's designed to serve your ads to gullible people.
1: Right. Well, I'll say this: um, the app that I brought, I said I brought because it showed the mortality rate. Next morning, I woke up. There's an app. There's an update to the app. It said, "I'm removing the mortality rate because we don't have enough information, and it doesn't look good." So he got rid of the mortality rate. Then he changed the icon. It was a biohazard symbol. Now it's not a biohazard symbol. The very day after that, now it's like a um, like a, a bubbly virus looking kind. Of, it's weird. Uh, and then I paid for the app the day before the show. Four days later, they refunded me the money I used to buy the app, which was only two bucks. And then I looked at it and they wanted like six bucks to buy the app. Um, so I didn't go back and buy the app and I did put a link in the, um, um, YouTube chat. I'll try to remember to have this in the show notes as well. Um, the very day that they refunded my money, Johns Hopkins, C S S C, which stands for something that I forgot, um, put up basically a dashboard. And this is where I've been going for my news and information on the coronavirus, the number of total confirmed cases, the number of total recoveries and total deaths, and what are the trends and where is it happening in the world. And there is a mobile friendly version if you click the top right corner and click on mobile friendly version, you can get it on your phone. So I'll say, this is an example where you don't need an application if you just basically bookmark this page.
0: right. Well, the total recovered has more than doubled the total deaths. So I guess that's good.
1: Well, and there was a good, a number of days where those numbers were near identical. So yes, it's definitely, things are definitely trending better is what I'll say. Um, and also some of the other stats that they're not talking about is, Eighty three percent of all the people who have died are over the age of I wanna say eighty. I could have sworn they said eighty and were literally suffering from other illnesses at the same time.
0: Well it's something there's thirty thousand people a year that die of the flu. So if once it starts reaching yeah. that number, then maybe it's something to look at.
1: Yeah. At- And that's what I said to one coworker. I said, look, don't worry about this. This is not the zombie apocalypse. This is not the plague. This is 2020. We actually understand these things now. I said, you literally need to worry about influenza because it still kills more people every year.
2: Oh, and uh, other app uh, news in terms of disasters anyway is the Iowa caucus. I've been uh, keeping an eye on that the last couple of days. And it looks like there was an app behind the uh, complete meltdown that they've had in, in trying to get their results through. I don't know if it's the result of the Russians or if uh, Clinton's
1: or no no never ever 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 accept complicated conspiracy theories when simple incompetence is more than enough of a reason. Occam's razor. Right behind that. The company's name was Shadow Tech. Who in their right mind would trust a company called Shadow Tech?
2: Apparently, it had a whole bunch of Clinton. Ex-Clinton staffers
1: on it on that board. No, it it just had former political people. That's all. Just they came from all parties. They came from Bush. They came from Clinton. They came from Barack. Whole bunch. I want to blame it on the Clintons. Um, (laughs) And and it and it, it doesn't matter. They literally kept the application secret until the Friday before. Only let the people see the application that time and gave them no instructions, no training. Had the same phone number to use for help desk calls as to report your numbers, as to do everything else in the company. So it turns out like eight people they talked to were on hold for like five hours <laughs> trying to report their numbers because the app wasn't working right. Um, this is what happens when you when we try to trust politics to do application stuff correctly. Um, you know, you really would have been better if you would have just said school kids, Make an ecosystem for us to report numbers, and the kids could have probably done something better than that. And I can't wait because sooner or later we're gonna get a hold of this code, and we're gonna be able to see how just craply designed it was. Uh, because I'm sure I'm sure it was nothing but a money grub where the political party had their cousins, brothers, nephews, college roommates, kid make the app or something.
2: You have to wonder, yeah. Rob's making a good point in the chat room saying you have to wonder how secure it was regardless of how badly it worked, how secure
1: was it? Uh, well, here's the thing. Security is actually really easy. Number one, don't try to do it yourself. Go onto GitHub, copy somebody else's proven model of security, and then you ain't got to worry about it. Um, I, And I'm sure that nobody outside of that area, like government-wise, is really worrying about that election, because um, if you notice, the actual numbers were actually smaller than the 2016 numbers, which was smaller than the 2012 numbers, <laughs> which was smaller than the 2008 numbers. So there isn't a lot of people that cared about this election in that own state. But I would like to have a copy of the app just to break. Was it, it a
2: was it an iPhone app as well? Did they do an iPhone and an Android app?
1: Not clear. I don't know. Have a kiss. Anyway,
2: okay, let's get down to
0: the apps, what we're all here for. Is it?
1: Is it really? <laughs> okay, well then, speaking about counting, uh, here, here's a perfect example of doing one thing, not being extravagant, not being crazy, not promising the world, not doing machine learning and artificial intelligence stuff in the mix, just doing one thing and doing it, in my honest opinion, well. Hypothetically, you have your, your Android device in your pocket and your coaching game or you're refereeing a game or you're watching a ping pong thing whatever and you want to keep score of two different parties you download this app called volume button scorekeeper two team by Amanda Farrell under tools uh e for everyone um completely free no in-app ads no in-app purchases um uh, updated February 5th, 2020 size, 1.7 megs in size one plus installs. I'm one of those one plus ones, <laughs> uh, current version 1.0 Re- all you need is Android 5.0 and up content rating E for everyone permissions, nothing, no permissions, thank you very much, Amanda, for creating an app without crazy permissions, basically you just put this phone in your pocket or whatever. And you're watching something. You mentally assign one team to the volume up. You assign the other team to the volume down. And when scoring happens or whatever you want to count, you just click the volume button, click the volume button. And it counts the number of times you click the volume button. Uh, simple, easy, to the point, And we'll probably have given more accurate numbers than the shadow companies uh Easily we'll in so. Iowa. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it doesn't make you sign in with an email address or a Facebook ID or a nope. Google ID.
1: Nope. Nope. Doesn't even need network access.
0: (laughs) I've been looking for a while, or, well, before. It's been a while since I've actually started looking again for a nice uh, GIF-making app. And I I think I found it.
2: Uh, Uh, A a what-making app? A GIF-GIF. A GIF-GIF. A GIF. GIF. The guy who made them. The GIF. It's pronounced gif
1: Well, if we go with that theory, then George Lucas was right changing all the Star Wars movies. And I'm not about to agree to that.
0: Well, I thought this was made by the peanut butter company, but apparently not. Um, It's called Jif Maker, Jif Editor, Video Maker, Video to GIF, which is a pretty lame name. And um, it has an average of 4.7 reviews, 111,989 total reviews. Updated February 6 2020, 18 megs in size, 4.1 and up, 5 million plus installs. It needs access to your photos, storage, and uh, internet. And yeah, basically you can turn photos, videos into GIFs, GIFs, and you can oh, edit them hey, as well.
1: Here's the real question I have about this. It is simple in air quotes to turn videos or sets of pictures into GIFs GIFs. We've had this for eons and decades. My question is, did you notice the size of the output file or was there like quality type settings in the app that you saw that you could that you think could have affected the output size? And here's the reason I ask. All uh, more than a couple applications that I use, and more than a couple services that I use, when I try to upload a video or a picture, a GIF, there's a limit, and then it won't let me do certain sizes.
0: Yes, it has both. It has you can you can change the the actual size, um, resolution, and you can do and you can do compression on it as well. And I was actually um, going to bring that up. I have the same issue, and it's. Sometimes I can send a long video, sometimes I can't even send a short video and I just don't understand what they want from me as far as the size or type of file that I'm allowed to to send. And I don't know if it's because it's in a group text chat thing um or if it's because I use Signal and other people are using regular SMS or or how that works, but this definitely gives you pretty finite control as to the size of the output i mean i had to compress it about five times to get it to where i could send one um which i think i sent to you guys of of solomon taking a header when he was jumping around
1: well the first time he made the jump and i'm like dude he landed great
0: that was second time (laughs) that's what i would have done kid it was actually the yeah those were backwards it was i had there's four jumps on the video and and uh the second to the last one he took the header and then the last one he just nailed it like uh Mary Lou Retton
1: very cool i will say i i have in the past looked for gift making stuff and the stuff i found was i thought uncommonly scummy is what i'll say um 111,000 reviews and to have a 4.7 average is kind of insane um, to be up that high with that number of view reviews, so my logic is this has to be a decent app, or else people would have called it out. It
0: seems really good. Um, you can you can pay to remove the ads, which I never even saw an ad, and I think it was two eighty nine, and then you can buy the pro version, which has filters and some other stuff. But it was uh, I think it was three eighty nine or something like that. So all fairly reasonable.
1: Gotcha. Very cool.
2: Okay, I've got an app too. Hey, um,
0: Ivor, you're still here.
2: Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> um, so this, ad, this app is called Spike I was, or Spike Email. Um, I've been using this, ad, this app for um, a couple of weeks until I went back to my regular email app, which is Aquamail. Um, but I was quite impressed with this, this app while I was using it because it has a fantastic interface. And I'll also um, give a shout out to... Uh, special mention to another email app as well it's called two bird um i don't know if you've been but these two apps are quite similar um they both have really really good uh interfaces uh or, or ues um, which make it very easy and it, the you know the sign and the setup and everything is very easy there's like a you know two step two steps and you and you're done um and um yeah a really really uh, lovely interface which and uh, lots of different options for sharing and stuff like that the reason i went back to Aquamail is that i i couldn't one thing i what i use my email for on my phone is to have a direct interface to my calendar so if i receive an important email i can send that to my uh, that email to my calendar as an appointment or a reminder uh, and um, the inter um uh, is an important thing to me but with if, you, if that's not important to you what you can do with these two apps is just uh schedule a re- you can schedule to be reminded um of these uh of, of the messages if um if you want to do that uh but i actually really quite enjoy using both these apps by TwoBird and spike um uh, because they they turn email more into a chat like uh scenario they you know you would you would have chat heads and you could Know, it made it a lot easier to actually engage with your email but i eventually went back
1: to, uh, to very cool yeah i will say email apps have been trying to put stuff on top of it to try to make it more like full featured i will say one of the things that caught my eye was this says it has built-in voice and video calling um so this is the kind of thing where i could see if you and a team of people mm. all download this app Could be really useful, could be really functional.
2: Yeah, it's great. I I really enjoyed using it while I was using it, but I found the functionality didn't quite suit my needs. But it would suit a lot of other people out there.
0: In order to to chat, does does everyone need this app, I'm guessing?
1: I'm going to jump in and say no, because the dirty secret is the chat isn't a chat. If this is like any of the other applications I've seen for email where they have chat built in, what it is is... An email thread that's formatted in such a way that if you were to open up your normal email client and look at it, you'll see it as an email, and you'll see it, it will have a like hard bracket, hard bracket, um, chat ID fifty four, fifty four, fifty four, hard bracket, hard bracket, and then the it will just keep replying back and forth as messages in the chat, but the application surfaces it to you like a IM. Type back and forth chat. So every time I've seen one of these email applications do chat, all it is is just an email thread going back and forth, but they make it look really like it's an IRC type back and forth. It looks
2: really good. And some people get turned off by the email app, sort of, you know, the way it structures the format of it and makes it look quite stepped. And, you know, so this is quite another way of uh, looking at your email, which is quite, I thought was quite positive.
0: So it just takes the body out of the email and puts it into the chat? Is that.
1: Basically, yeah.
2: I don't have many people to talk to, so I didn't really spend too much
1: time chatting. I would say I understand. (laughs) Because, you know. Why do do you think Um, i
0: do this with you guys?
1: Yeah, here's something I wanted to bring, and I'm bringing it not expecting anybody watching this show or listening to this show ever buy this, okay? This is an Android game uh, called... This this Giga One complete. Long story short, this is actually a game series that's been out for over I want to say ten years, and it's a very successful game series. Um, uh, it's under the simulation uh category. T for teen. Thirty two dollars and ninety nine cents to buy. Uh, 32 reviews, 3.7 average reviews eligible for family plan. So that's a plus. If you have five people on your plan, you each pay like one fifth of it. And voila, you got the game, uh, updated January 17th, 2020 29 megs in size. ridiculously small for what I'm seeing. Uh, 500 plus installs, current version 0.9.1 requires 5.0 Android and up content rating T for teen blood, fantasy violence, mild language, suggestive themes kind of thing, um, this to me is a example of real quote unquote games and game ecosystems coming on Android and trying to find a home. Um, There's been a lot of hardware inv- advancements, I'm going to say, in the last year on phones for gaming to where we're, we are going to see higher end gaming, better looking gaming coming to phone. This is basically a classic JRPG, Japanese role playing game uh, with all the big hair and stuff where there's gonna be a lot of conversations and a lot of talking uh and a lot of i think it is um turn based uh fighting back and forth so if you know this series now's your opportunity to have it on your uh uh handheld device uh, and not only on your full console
0: forty four ninety nine what forty four ninety nine that's crazy
1: well you know it It really is one of those things. It really is a full console game that's being released on a mobile platform.
0: But, again, at 29 megs.
1: I know. I I don't know how they're able to do it so small.
0: I mean, there are pretty, like, flat graphics, but still. I know. Still, that's good. And, I mean, there's a lot of one-star reviews on this as well, saying that it crashes before you can even download it.
1: Yeah. It's... I'll say it's it's brand new. It's the kind of thing. If you're buying something like this day one and you expect it to be a perfect experience, you might want to go to like Iowa and apply for a company to make apps <laughs> because you're pretty stupid, is my logic.
0: You'll fit right in. <laughs> I've never been accused of being smart. So we got that going for us. So
2: have you played this game on other platforms? Still? Have you seen it before?
1: No, but I do. I do remember seeing it and I want to say the platform I think I first saw it on was the original Wii. Oh, okay. And speaking of the original Wii, um this was something I saw and it was like a nostalgia heartstring kind of thing happening. Um the Wii was at the time by far the most successful game platform out there period. Uh, even though the Sony PlayStation two technically sold more consoles than it over its lifespan, the Wii was the console that brought normal quote unquote gamers and casual gamers back into the fray, making them consumers as well. I found this app could not pass it up. Uh, it's called Wii music network, WII music network by wave dev team. Music and audio does contain ads free to download, no in-app purchases. Seven reviews, 4.4 average reviews, uh, updated February 4th, 2020, 9.5 megs in size, 100 plus installs, current version of 1.05, 4.2 Android and up, which is wow old content rating E for everyone permissions, it is going to need access to stuff like, uh, network storage and f- photos. Um, this app basically takes old classic Wii game soundtracks, and streams it to you They 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 were just able to make this a, a 24-7 thing where a couple weeks ago they said when you would launch it sometimes the servers weren't up and running but they were able to make it a 24-7 thing where now it streams 24-7 classic Wii game soundtracks so if you had a Wii and you were loving some of those games this might be for you
0: I think that the Wii also was a boon to the the uh, television industry there's uh, quite a few controllers that went through yeah. televisions while playing tennis.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can say my old house. We got the Wii less than a week later. I don't think it was me. It might. I don't think it was me playing tennis. Boom! A nice hole right in the drywall, right next to the TV from it. And that's when I said, you know, these straps yeah. should be on. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought that was cool. Do you guys have have any more apps?
0: Yes. Um, An app called Air Quality Air Visual by IQ Air AG. It's a weather app, and it gives all sorts of information about uh, the air quality in your area. It's uh, 4.7 average reviews out of 160,000. And it was last updated October 30th, 2019, version 5.3.1-1, 25 megs in size, Android 4.4 and up, 1 million plus installs. And it needs Wi-Fi, storage, network access, uh, pretty much everything (laughs) that your phone can do, apparently it needs. And so yeah, just a uh, check to see if it's safe to go outside.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are certain areas where this is the kind of thing that will literally determine if you're going to like walk to the store or not.
0: Well, it has nice, nice graphs and and nice maps. Uh, it's pretty polished, pretty polished app. Uh, I live in the sticks on or in the sticks on an island, so this really doesn't affect me too much. But maybe if you live in Wuhan or New Zealand, you probably need something like this. Nothing, Ivor.
2: Put a link in the chat.
0: I did. Dor snaked it with his. It's right above his.
2: I got one game. This is the classic old Cluedo. I don't remember if you guys remember playing Cluedo when you were kids. Um, but this is the uh, Android app version of it, which is, uh, I think, well overdue. Um, so if you like a game of Cluedo, this is the. I think it's free, but it does have in-app purchases.
0: Dollar sixty nine here. Down from five forty nine. It's on, it sale. on
2: sale. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I actually haven't tried this yet because I wanna I wanted to uh, have a game with the kids on a tablet or, or something like that. It's very well polished. Um, has some pretty.
0: This is, <laughs> I don't know, Cluedo. What? You never heard of it? I think when uh, I've heard of Clue, the game of Clue, but not Cluedo. Yeah, it's like the yeah. the butler in the kitchen yeah, yeah. with the candlestick. This one has features yeah. Jessica Rabbit, apparently.
1: With uh the movie with uh, Tim Curry, I wanna say, was the <laughs> butler.
0: You know it is clued, right, Dor?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's normally four dollars down to ninety-nine cents here. I I'll say this to me would be the perfect use case for multiplayer. So you can have your own screen with your own thing where you're figuring it out, you know, who it was, how it was where it was
2: it's been ages since i played it. i don't think i've actually played it since i was a kid it'll be a good experience to take uh, my kids through this and read it
1: yep. can you play multiplayer uh i don't see where it says multiplayer on here so you'll all have to use the same device i think but um my wife actually is a big fan of the original game she actually had a i want to say it was a dvd slash board game version of this where when you got to certain places on the board you would have to like, up the remote and hit, and turn over the card and you tell you what like number to hit and you would hit that and then it would show you like a you know a clue it it would give everybody a clue kind of thing that was interesting so it wouldn't shock me if they took like aspects of that interactivity theatrical kind of stuff and put it into this game
2: yeah that would be good to see um what it's yeah that would be good to see um what it's like when I finally do get around to playing it with the kids
1: very cool um I'm going to bring this other one here. And I had such mixed feelings about this one, is, is what I want to say. Um, Because I read it and I thought cool. And then I read it again and I'm thinking, I don't know if it's cool. Um, Roller Coaster Tycoon, our trademark kind of thing, registered trademark. I was like, cool, roller coaster tycoon. But then it says roller coaster. Yeah, that's a classic. I know. But then it says roller coaster tycoon story. What? It's not Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's Roller Coaster Tycoon Story. I'm so I'm a little bit confused. By Atari. Again, mixed feelings. Um, puzzle E for everyone. Does contain ads, has in-app purchases, free to download, 192 reviews, 4.5 average reviews, updated February 7th, 2020, 49 megs in size, 5,000 plus installs, current version 1.2.48, 4 and 4. Uh, 4.4 Android and up content rating E for everyone, of course. Um, in-app purchases between 99 cents and 99.99 and 99, 99 cents. Okay, Wi-Fi, photos, device ID, phone storage, run it startup, control vibration. Wow, that's a lot of permissions. I must say. Um, it looks like some kind of hybrid between some parts of original roller coaster Tycoon mixed in with like story mode instead of just create a park from scratch, more story mode and then some candy crush like bonus games. So yeah, I really wish they would have just said roller coaster tycoon and just left it at that. And this lets you create roller coasters and then sit on the roller coasters and ride the roller coasters and watch you accidentally kill a couple hundred people on your roller coaster cause you made a mistake. <laughs> But no, this looks slightly different is what I'm gonna say. So if you're addicted to roller coaster tycoon, this might, you know, help you out a little bit?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've I just put another one into the into the chat called Lily's Garden. And uh it looked really nice, great graphics, and I thought, Oh, this is this is good and I didn't scroll far enough and it's the same kind of thing where like you in order to do anything you have to play the Candy Crush type game, and then it just goes through sort of a story, and it's ah, it's pretty lame.
1: Ooh, so many pictures in this. Yeah, Candy Crush. I mean, I, I understand why game developers put it into games. It's a well understood concept and idea. You know what I mean? People know it. It's recognized. But
0: it all these these games, like the Roller Coaster Tycoon story and Lily's Garden, is they're just wrappers around you know, knockoff Candy Crush games. Yeah, there's no, yeah, they made nice graphics and stuff, but it's, yeah, there's nothing original involved.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh well, Speaking of original, I've got another app, um, which is from a New Zealand developer. Uh, this one is called Counter Snipe, and it's a sniper game. Um, and it's actually um, really hard. You really have to be quite accurate in where you, um, where you uh, put the crosshairs before you fire um so it's a bit of a challenge and uh the graphics are very well done and uh i i quite enjoyed playing it uh and it was good to see uh, a new zealand developer come up with um this quality level of game The reviews are only 3.7 the average reviews are only 3.7 for some reason um i don't know why but uh, i think it's going to be uh, improving as they go along uh, it's got fifty thousand installs. It's last updated january 21st so it's pretty pretty recent uh, it has in-game purchases seventy nine to $90 uh, New Zealand dollars, so whatever that works out to and cheap. Um, yeah, so I actually uh, quite enjoyed playing with this this game. Um, a bit of fun and escape for uh, for a while, and good to see from you.
0: Are there any aspects of Candy Crush in it?
2: No, no, it's all just shooting people. That's it.
1: <laughs> Very cool. So it says you uh, join up with three other players for quick, intense four versus four matches.
2: Or you can play a single game. Uh, against the computer so i don't do multiplayer
1: gotcha very cool uh what i'm going to bring here next and i don't know if you guys recognize this or have had this happen to you uh but the like advertisement in air quotes i saw for this app said um back in november users reported that they're not seeing the notification um in your tray that there are apps that need updating as frequently as they did in the past, they would have to literally load up Google play and go to the update tab and say, Oh, there are apps that needed updating. Um, I will say Google wants you to just put everything on auto update. You know what I mean? Don't stop and think about anything. Just allow us to update your apps kind of thing. I always might have mine on manual cause I want to know what's being updated, but I manually check it, you know, 10 times a day. Cause I'm an addict. You'll have that. Um, this app is called app, Notifier by Braden Farmer under tools E for everyone 243 reviews 4.5 average reviews updated January 30th 2020 1.2 megs in size 5,000 plus installs current version 1.2 all you need is 5.0 Android and up content rating E for everyone uh permissions basically to run at startup is all it really needs um this app will just simply check your Google play store, see if there are updates available and then put it in your notification shade that there are. Um, this also can see if you have side loaded apps. So I think this actually could check stuff like F droid or, uh, app to IDE, A-P-T-O-I-D-E uh, kind of thing where it might be able to check third party stuff as well, which I think is really cool. Um, so if you're getting mad that your apps are not letting you know that there are notifications, um, Updates available, then this app can help you, you know, be informed.
0: This says that the only permissions it needs is to run at startup. Does it determine whether there is an update available if it's not pinging?
1: It it doesn't ping anything. It basically uses an API to ping the Google Play app and says, do a call, see if there are updates, report back what your findings are. So it... It just It doesn't contact anything. It just contacts the locally installed application.
0: And that doesn't fall under permissions.
1: Nope. Yeah, app to app when applications have open APIs, like if you have a text application that can directly post to your Facebook, there's no app permission saying this is accessing Facebook. Do you guys have any more apps there?
0: I am good.
2: Oh I do, but I think we've had enough. <laughs> Okay, I'll
1: I'll bring one more really quick. And I was going to bring this app with the original um, mindset of, well, you know, if you have a daughter, this is the kind of app you should show her to, uh, you know, make her aware of what can happen, can be done kind of thing. And I thought, yeah, now I'm pretty sure I'm going to show this to my son as well. Um, I want my son to not only understand, A, mom gets paid more money than dad because mom's Smarter than dad, and mom works harder than dad. Um, but there are other w- women out there who are actually doing important stuff. Um, this app is right now part of the Android Play Pass. Uh, so if you're paying the $2 a month for that uh, suite of apps here in the US, you'll have access to this as well. Otherwise, it's a $2.99 purchase. Uh, it's called Women Who Change the World by Learning LAN. It's uh, under educational E for everyone. No in app purchases. No in app ads. Um, it is eligible for the family library updated January 16th, 137 megs in size, 50 plus installs, current version 1.0.3, 4.2 Android and up content rating E for everyone, permissions. It just needs network access and to check the Google Play license check is uh, it. Um, basically, this is a like story narrative, and you remember last week, people remember narratives. People don't remember facts narratives change people's minds facts never change people's minds uh this in a narrative fashion tells you about important women throughout history that have made significant changes to any or everything whether it's science whether it's society government communications or anything like that um the only name i did not see on this list which makes me a little bit upset is there's no grace hopper uh grace hopper all intents and purposes was probably the smartest female who's ever existed and who got the most done, uh, as far as, uh, technology is concerned. Uh, and her name wasn't on this list, which kind of made me a little bit upset. So I'm tempted to contact the developer and say, where's Grace Hopper. Um, but it focuses on like groundbreaking things like the first woman in space, the first, you know, um, uh, uh, people who've made significant changes to culture, like, uh, Rosa Parks, stuff like that. So I'm going to definitely uh, put this in front of my kid's face and and I'm going to basically bribe them and say, would you like money? Well, then here, use this app. And tomorrow I'm going to ask you some questions. The more questions you get right, the more money I'm going to give you.
2: Well, I never stuck you for a progressive feminist.
1: I'm not a feminist. I'm a humanist. (laughs) I'm a humanist. Humans are what I want to propagate and be successful.
2: I do have to wonder though how far an app would get if it was called Men Who Changed the World.
1: About as far as this one, considering this one has no installs.
2: <laughs> well, it, it's yeah. also
0: five dollars. That it seems a bit steep. I mean, it looks it's it's a fun looking app, but for
2: I think the education sector would
1: pick it up.
0: I don't know. It looks like something that you could do with a a cartoon making program and Wikipedia,
1: right? It would, and it would be nice if they would openly say, um. Um, profits from this are going to X, Y, or Z, but I didn't see any of that either.
0: It's also 137 megs.
1: Yep. And if you want to learn more about them, go to learnyland, dot com.
0: Boy, do I.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very cool. Um, I've got one more app. I might as well bring it. <laughs> um, this mixes um, real life and Dungeons and & Dragons all all together. So basically, it's called Do It Now. It, t- it turns your life into a role-playing game. Uh, so basically, you start out as a character, which is basically yourself, and you have a list of daily things that will improve your life. You can add, add new ones or change existing ones. Uh, it gives you a list of things to do every day, like make your bed, or um, get out and go for a walk, or do some exercise, and eat something healthy, or don't watch TV today, you know, or for an hour, stay away from a screen for an hour gives you these little tasks to do and um with each task you complete you get a an increase in your attribute score so you get a plus one to your dexterity or plus one to your constitution after you've done 10 things 10 apps the 10 instances of the same task and and um you can also use that as a reminder so if you want to pretend you're a hero fighting dragons um and you go and do these do these things every day it will gradually improve your life and and uh, you can have a bit of fun while you're at it. You can also add your everyday uh, to do list on here. So, if you've got specific tasks you want to do, you can add those as well. And um, I think there's some sort of online community there around it as well. But I haven't, I've only get, uh, tried it for uh, a couple of minutes, so uh, only checked it out. But I thought it was quite cool.
0: We uh, have been cross pollinating or something here,
2: Ivor. Been... Oh, yeah, easy. I actually just you. downloaded
0: this a couple of days ago. Oh, gosh. oh, cool. Unfortunately, I need a, cool. a, to put a to do list on starting a to do list.
1: <laughs> and they have a uh subreddit as, as well slash r slash do it now rpg all
2: right i should check that out nice oh cool.
0: that looks like a good one um so in order of appearance we have envelope special projects experiments <laughs> i'm terrible at this uh start over Envelope by Special Products, Projects, Experiments. It's a lifestyle app. Forest Stay Focused by Seeker Tech Productivity. Volume Button Scorekeeper 2 Team by Amanda Farrell under Tools. Jif, GIF Maker, GIF Editor Video Maker, Video to GIF GIF by, geez, GIF Maker and GIF Editor and Make. Video Maker Photography. Spike, more than email, better than chat, by Spike Inc., under Productivity. This Gia, one, complete, by, wow, Japanese characters, under Simulation. We Music Network, by Wave Dev Team, Music and Audio. Air Quality, Air Visual, by IQ Air AG. It's a weather app. Cluedo by Marmalade Game Studio, it's a board game. Roller Coaster Tycoon Story by Atari Inc., and it's a puzzle. Lily's Garden by Tactile Games, also a puzzle. Counter Snipe by Ninja Kiwi, under Action. App Notifier by Brayden Farmer, under Tools. Women Who Changed the World by Learnyland, under Education. And Do It Now RPG To-Do List Habit Tracker Calendar by Terrace Lazovie under Productivity. Wow, that was quite the list, and I apparently cannot speak at all. How many we got there? Uh, one, two, three, four, 15. Fifteen? Jeez. Five each. Two of them were even good.
1: Very cool. Um we will try to bring the emails next week is what I'll say. Um, I want to thank everyone for downloading, for subscribing, for partaking, uh, in the chat, come out live. You can come out live, uh, Thursday evenings, 9 PM Eastern standard time. If you want to know the exact moment we go live, you can either subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, join us on Twitter. I have a Facebook on discord. There's a link in the note to the discord server. um, or to the Mattermost server, which is a more private version like that. Um, I also do try to drop a link in our uh, IRC on Freenode, uh, um, pound pod nuts. Um, uh, Josh, do you have any uh, parting words for everybody?
0: I oh, just want to apologize for chewing on my tongue for most of this episode and to thank Christopher and Joe for sending in emails. And um, no one has sent a a voicemail to 706 Podnuts, and that'd be great if i actually got that number right and if somebody would call it
1: They haven't called it yet yet is the keyword uh do you have any uh parting words there uh ivor yeah um
2: just uh, a couple weeks ago we were talking about um keeping our kids away from malicious apps and uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, downloaded a QR code reader because she didn't realise that her phone already had one that came installed with the camera app. And um, this QR code reader actually de- disabled the uh, the malware blocker, the malware bytes app that she had running. And um, when she went into when she went out of a Wi-Fi zone and onto cellular, into mobile data, uh, it suddenly started downloading just the massive. Um, Data charges started started being racked up on the on the mobile network, not the Wi-Fi network. I don't know why, Um, but anyway. uh, And uh, when she was checking her data, uh, it was saying that Instagram was the one responsible for it. But um, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Instagram because the amount downloaded by Instagram was nowhere near the amount that was we were being charged for. Like we were charged forty bucks within half an hour, and the data this QR code reader was was uh, using. So. Guys stay away from QR code readers. If you need to scan a QR um, app a QR code, there's probably already a QR scanner in your camera app. If not, you can download Google Lens and use the the Google Lens app to scan a QR code. Uh don't get a third-party QR code reader. It's just uh you know 100% 99% chance you will be downloading malware.
1: Yeah, that's like um uh flashlight apps from back in the day um
2: yeah flashlights and, and qr code readers. stay well away from them
1: yeah i can't i cannot uh, uh agree more um yeah but tell your kids to stay away from them too
2: if they have their phones right
1: okay um i want to thank everyone again for uh downloading thank everyone for coming out to the live chat uh eric red um we had uh rob and at least like what rob, are rich Robbie's was in there as well rich yeah rich was in there thank you guys for coming out live uh and uh, do not forget, uh, if you want to send us an email, it's AAA at aaa.podnuts.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, it's 7076podnut. Uh, we have contact links on the uh, podnuts.com page. Uh, you can always catch us on uh, Reddit slash r slash podnuts, or again, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 all the other places. Uh, details are in the notes, so if you just go to the show notes. It's all there uh, uh, available to you. Um, I want to thank everyone again and we will talk to everyone again real soon Hi, this is Matt from the MRP
0: Tech Podcast I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show the MRP Tech Podcast on the PodNuts Network The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS Android, Chrome OS and anything else technology related You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think.
1: Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.